Sports. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 300 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. We are so proud to bring you our 300th episode and what a time to do it as the pre-entries for the 2023 Breeders' Cup at Sanity just came out today, Wednesday night, October 25th. Thank you very much for joining the show. Please make sure you smash that subscribe button on the bottom right side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when all of our great new content will arrive. And we have a lot of it coming up here for the Breeders' Cup. And then smash. And I mean smash that like button. It'll send the YouTube algorithm to, to this channel. You can follow me on X at H Kravitz. There it is right there. And also email me with questions, comments, concerns, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com right there. All right. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We have fantastic Breeders' Cup Power Pick tip sheet. Look below the video player. Sign up through our wonderful website. It's only 20 bucks. It's going to be awesome. ABC grids, horizontal, vertical plays, uh, detailed analysis on every single race in the Breeders' Cup. Anything you could want, no matter what budget you have, it's going to be rocking. Please look into that, and you can find that on our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. We also have our usual power picks through Patreon. Again, look below the video player uh, for information on our regular power picks tip sheet. We also have an Instagram page. Instagram.com backslash HHH Racing Podcast. Finally, last but not least, before I bring in my terrific crew for tonight, let me go ahead and take that off and present to you the shows that we have uh, coming up still for the Breeders' Cup this next week and a half or so. Starting this Sunday, the 29th, a great show for the Breeders' Cup betting challenge, the best um, and most lucrative live money contest in the world with four fantastic players, including three of the last PCBC champions. Wow. That's going to be at 730 Eastern, as you can see on Sunday, Monday night, post position draw reaction show. And then Tuesday and Wednesday night, our blowout handicapping previews for the Friday and Saturday shows, or excuse me, uh, days of racing. Not only that, I've got a surprise interview I'll be dropping this weekend as well, as if the Aiden O'Brien interview was not enough. And then our fantastic show uh, called Betten and Booze, and that's what the BNB stands for. They're going to have three shows that they're going to be dropping, taped shows here on the podcast. Early pick five for Friday, early pick five for Saturday, and a great $2, uh, two-day, $1 pick six preview. We are locked and loaded here on the HHH racing podcast you do not want to miss a thing all right i think that takes care of everything i wanted to discuss i get a few things set up here in the background let's go ahead and bring on tonight's uh crew and we've got some great people that are going to be joining us tonight to give you intel on the pre-entries of course they came out at noon eastern today so let's bring them on in no particular order first uh co-host of our flagship show 
from the East Coast of Maryland, Mr. Pete Visco, and then host of Betten and Boozen from the Chicago area, originally Chicago area, Kyle Roscoe, and co-host with the Betten and Boozen show, student at the University of Kentucky, originally from the OC in California. Let's bring him on, Noah Maher. Guys, how are we doing today? slowly wasting away but you know as you can hear in my voice everyone so i apologize for the coughing attacks that you'll hear but i'm excited to be here guys it's gonna be a great show what's up young gents kyle what is going on uh, kyle struggling pete you're struggling a little bit uh uh how you doing today pete how you feeling yeah you know plugging away scratchy throat <laughs> i'll be i'll be coughing and blowing my nose and doing everything just oh. like kyle so yeah. orlando will do that it to should you. be an excellent <laughs> podcast yes yes Wow, and Davy Lane had a cold in the UK. Noah, you you sound like you're okay. He's a college kid, right? There's germs all over the place, so he's all good. Right? I know. Uh, I know. We'll do. We'll be doing a lot better uh, a week from today. So it's true. When, uh, it's true. In the near week, absolutely. I'm hanging in there, other than my voice, guys. I've had a very busy week of teaching, and already got parent-teacher conferences coming up uh, for the next day and a half. Got more podcasts to do. I think Friday noon to about Sunday night, I will be saying nothing. Give my voice a rest because we got more great podcasts coming up next week. Guys, very exciting. Pre-entries came out for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, for those of you watching and listening, we, we just dropped and had some incredible live and tape shows. Please check out the show I just did uh, live with Davey Lane on all the international pre-entries. It was about an hour and 45 minutes of horse racing joy. Uh, getting into detail about the internationals. And guys, it won't be a surprise to any of you on the screen. Davey Lane had some very strong and excellent opinions with great intel. Check out that show, episode uh, 30, excuse me, 299, I believe. And then, of course, Aiden O'Brien, guys, was just an absolute treat and a pleasure and an honor to have uh, with Paul Halloran helped me with that, episode 301, I believe. Just check it out on our channel, guys. I'm getting all the numbers. Uh, mixed up. Um, all right, guys, let's, let's get to the uh, I'm just going to do a quick whip around here, starting with Kyle. When you watched or saw the pre entries in general, one of your few first thoughts, Kyle? That, um, you know, there's a lot of Euro representation this year, and there's a lot of good Euro representation this year. Last year at Keeneland, Howard, we talked about it at length. You know, there were Euros coming over, but there wasn't, you know, their top of the line type of horses. But now, I mean, just in one race alone, you have Mostadoff, Auguste Rodin, and at least two others that could vie for that favoritism spot. It's just just that race alone tells you the type of year it's going to be at the Breeders' Cup. Pete? Yeah, I think the coolest thing about the pre-entries is just you always talk about the fields and you anticipate the fields, but to actually see the perspective fields and you go, Oh man, that's a good race. Oh man, look, that's a good race. That's a tough one. And there's only, there's only a couple of the races out of them usually that you're like, ah, that one looks like either it's sort of a layover or I don't see a lot, but for the most part, you just look at it and go, man, that's a tough one. And, and I do that every single time, even though, you know, the, you basically know the fields for the most part, but like Kyle said, some of the euros pop in and then the Japanese horses pop in and you don't know where they're going to go. And you're like, all right, they really, they really made this one tough. Nah, for sure. And uh, I mean, most of the races are very good. And no, I don't. The, the PPs have not quite come out yet. At least I've not seen them in DRF uh, available um, through a certain package that uh, 
I purchased that everyone will be benefiting from. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, Noah, this is one of my favorite times of the year and favorite nights when the Breeders' Cup pre-pre's, even though they're, they're just the pre-entries come out. It's nice to know to see buyers of 100, 100, 105, 103, instead of seeing some of the nonsense we see on a daily basis. Yeah, I know a lot of us are getting excited. Uh, I feel like a little kid again, you know, getting excited for, for something to happen. Christmas um, in November and October. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, what what Kyle said, I was going to touch on, we've got what, close to 50 entries from outside of the U.S. Um, yeah, nine Asian entries and I believe 43 other international entries. It's uh, one of the big, it might be the biggest amount of entries I think we've seen internationally. Yeah. I was going to say, we saw how they dominated last year on the turf. Uh, so it's always exciting to see, you know, how they can come over and, you know, destroy us again. <laughs> well, not according to maybe Pete Visco. And I will tell you a little sneak preview. If you, uh, if you guys didn't check out the Davey Lane show, I know you will. It was, it was a fantastic show. The Philly and Mare turf. There are some euros in there, but uh, David and I are a little, little wishy-washy in that particular race with the uh, euros. But anyway, people can watch that show. Uh, and check it out. Now, no, you might want to move your camera down just slightly. You're a little bit on the bottom of the screen there. Um, guys, I ha- gave a lot of thoughts with Davy Lane. My first thought was, wow, there are a lot of Euros. Like, even in the juvenile turf sprint, uh, mm-hmm. which Kyle, unfortunately, and Pete, eh, that's not so good for us for reasons that we will. We need some We need briefly... some Tanya Harding to go down over in, in, <laughs> who's out there in oh, Santa boy. Anita. We need the... We need the Tanya Harding again. We need to knock a few of those out. All right. Well, you're Italian. I think you. I, I, I can send some people. I got to just call my dad. I just call my dad. I didn't say it. I got the mob. I just call my dad. We can send some people out there. Nice. Right. We are, for the record, legally, we are joking, everyone. We don't need to get ourselves in trouble. Um, all right. I think let's go to some uh, comments in the chat, guys. And then we'll get right to the uh, pre-entries. Who do we got here? Bill Kelly. Right from the start. Wow, what a terrific series of shows today. Great job by Al Howard. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate it. Everyone on this show, let me let me just say this. I'm going to say it a few times next week. Without everyone you see here on the show and and Charlie Freeman, of course, Paul Halloran and, and Patrick Kunzel, I mean, we are a team. I could not do this by myself. These guys have been awesome. And especially Kyle, Noah, and Charlie uh, and Patrick, the Bet and Boozing guys, have a lot of content coming up next week that they're going to be dropping. I can't wait to see all of that stuff. we got Racing Down Wind is here. Howard, great BC preview with Davey. I agree, and I think you guys saw Davey Lane might be coming to right. California all the way from the UK. That would be pretty cool. We got Here's a new person, Frank Sagona. Frank, I don't believe we've seen you in the chat. How you doing? Can hardly wait. I agree with you. Terry Frank, congratulations on episode 300. Appreciate that. Robbie Courtney, Round two, yeah, on a great HH day of podcasting, YouTube streaming, getting pumped for the BCBC. Ooh, Robbie's competing in the BCBC. That is very exciting. Uh, Jeannie Rett's got a good question. When do the PPs for Breers Cup available? DRF should be putting out the pre-entries for uh, Friday and Saturday tonight. Uh, according to their mm-hmm. website, I, they were going to be dishing them out tonight. So it should be very soon. Genie Rat. In fact, when they're available, um, we're going to take a look at those. And guys, again, don't purchase them because I purchased them already. But they are not made available, at least to my knowledge, yet. But if we got that, we'll um, we'll let everyone know. Uh, Simon, yeah, we we agree. Pete and uh, Kyle agree with that for sure. The flu is a, is a serious thing. 
Uh, let's see here. What else? I think that's about it, guys. We got a lot of there. Please keep commenting in the chat as we go through this. All right, guys. Banners off the screen. Let's do it. Juvenile turf sprint. I'll just go in different orders. I'm going to keep you guys on the screen for the most part, but just so people can read what you're going to see coming up here easier. Uh, we're also going to do both. So, juvenile turf sprint. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell everyone out there listening and watching why myself, uh, you, Pete, and Paul have special interests in this race? Um, well, it's Howard sadly doesn't have the other. He's got the wrong screen. page up. It is the main body of the field. That's right. The main body of the field. But if you on the also eligibles list, we have our horse shards, who is the fourth horse on the list. That's not uh, that surprise, not boys. He has it. There you go. He has to have it for this race, of course. But shards, you can see his fourth on the also eligible list. Um, with two horses in the main body of the field with their first preference elsewhere. So that could leave, leave us at number two. So obviously Pete, you know, we're going to hope for some, uh, for some deflections here, but I mean, either way, this race is another race that's just shaping up to be an absolute barn burner. I mean, no name Mets. And then you got big abs. Who's most likely going to be the morning line favorite coming over from Europe, which, um, a lot of people know that in these sprint type of races, the Euros aren't too um, aren't too formidable when they come over. They're usually a lot better in the long distance races. The Americans used to do a lot better in the sprints, but Big Evs is no slouch, and he's definitely not slow out of the gate by any means. So he could be one to be there for sure. But Crimson Advocate, you had who won uh, the win in Uranic Goldstream for Ascot and then won at Ascot. Yeah. Um, like I said, no name Mets, who's absolutely been ripping it up here in the States for George Weaver. Um, the Weavers look formidable in this race, but there's just so many different ways you can go. I'm excited for this one for sure. The reason why we're interested in shards, maybe I didn't hear you correctly, Kyle, you buried the lead, but we all have small pieces of shards yes. through Crownway Racing and NBS and terrific job by Kelsey Danner as the trainer. We do not know. Uh, we're, we are sort of guessing or assuming that shards will not be going to the breeders cup uh there's a race in new york that uh he might go into if he does not go to the breeders cup so uh we'll see pete Be quick thoughts on the speaking of uh someone in the chat real quick oh. oh wrong person sorry speaking of someone in the chat real quick oh, oh here we go oh boy uh <laughs> turf shame wow but he okay. says he's well, knocking he on the door this though shards is knocking on the door and tony rollo is uh managing a partner, like president, I, I'm not sure, I can't remember his exact title, of Crownsway Racing, one of the owners of Shard. So we will see. By the way, Tony, thanks for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, Pete, your quick thoughts on uh, the pre-entries here. Anything surprise you? We do have two horses, Brightwork and Dreamfire, who are first preference for each one of those races. And I believe Kyle said this, but if they go to their first preference, they are in the main body of the field for those first preferences. So in theory those two horses would not be running in this race. Yeah, and and that makes sense and that's why the the also eligibles or whatever you want to call them are 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 very important. Yeah, this is one I don't have a huge opinion outside of shards getting in and winning obviously. I, I think this is a race I still would need to dig into, but you could just tell if by no other reason you could tell just from the connections that I have horses in that it's going to be tough. I mean, we've seen some of these horses, but again, like, like Kyle said, the euros come over and they're not always as successful, even though I think last year 
the Euro there won one, this race. Yeah. So, you know, that could be a turning point or it could have been an aberration. We're not really sure. But this is definitely one to dig into. And again, the, the great thing about the Friday races, and we'll talk about all of them, is they're still two-year-olds and they're still figuring yeah. it out. So all of a sudden, I remember when last year when Wonder Wheel closed from like 50 lengths out and was a complete surprise in a race where you handicapped it and like this race is going to fall apart. And then that horse comes from anything can happen in the two-year-olds, especially in a sprint. So I think this one's going to be wide open. Uh, there's a, from Chris couple said the euros might not ship. The problem is Chris, we're not really going to know that. And we need to, we, as if like I have 40% of the horse, uh, but uh, shards, we, we, we'd have the connections would have to know sooner rather than later for shipping a lot of other reasons. So they can't really wait to see what's going to happen necessarily shards can wait but not too long it's confusing i don't want to get into it um noah a lot of speed five furlongs Noah, if this is a turf sprint it has the words turf and sprint in it unless shards is running it'll most likely be a no bueno bet and watch for me but your thoughts here because i'm not a big fan of turf sprints in general especially five furlongs at a tight turn in sanita but your thoughts noah briefly on this race yeah, I was just going to say, uh, most of my rooting is probably going to be before the race, hoping that Shards gets in for you guys. Um, but like you said, you know, uh, OJ's horse and Brightwork uh, are in the main body for the juvenile Phillies and the juvenile Phillies turf. So, I mean, with all that speed and if Shard, Shards gets in, I mean, he's, it's you know, it's two-year-olds, it's five furlongs. He's, he's got about just as good as a shot as anybody. Wow. Well, that would be very cool. Big Big Abs is very fast, by the way. Very fast out of the gate. It's like life, uh, living the dream 2.0, guys. Uh, uh, he's been like on the lead in every Breeders' Cup race, or excuse me, every replay race. And we're not going to, this is not really a handicapping show per, per se, although it's, of course, part of our pre entry conversation. But Biv, Big, Abs, Big Abs is very fast early, like you said, Kyle. Guess what? The Americans are, Slider is very fast. Yeah. Noting that's, ain't rating i can tell you that <laughs> yeah. crimson advocate might sit off slightly i mean there's a lot of speed in here so uh you know uh we'll which would set up beautifully for someone that's on the ae hmm. Hmm. well we we shall see any but anyone else have a quick i was gonna say one one real quick um there's do you want to talk about horses that we were surprised to see on these entry lists i was extremely surprised to see bright work pop up on the turf sprint not to, um, for those of you that know the horse bright work the winner of the spin away and ran in the Alcibiades. So obviously John Ortiz sees something to put yeah. her into this sprint, but um, I would assume that she'd go to the juvenile Phillies, which is where she, her campaign has kind of been pushing this whole time. Well, I got some intel on that, Kyle. What they have heard or saw is that they're not sure bright work can get two turns. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so she might be better suited to the sprint. Uh, Pete, we got a lot of race to talk about, but I'd be remiss not to ask you looking at the odds checker, anti-post i know some of you look at a decent amount pete anyone here just like you know you see these odds you're like ooh, i need to bet this perhaps no i don't I, well i don't know if anybody jumped i like a miss waves as a horse so 12 to 1 on that horse is is First okay on the a list i believe but I'm yeah assuming, that's I'm the, that's the thing would, I'm you know she would go she would she probably go right because and especially because we think two might defect or at least one might defect so yeah. that's one i mean uh, big evs i i I would think Big Evs is going to be lower than that. No, don't you think? So if you were getting, I, I don't know. I don't. It's hard don't to tell. Know, it's hard, hard to, to tell. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell. So no one jumps out at me yet. But again, that's just my 
I, I don't have a feel yet for the the juvenile turf sprint. So I need to dig in to see if there's any of the long shots. Again, until Shards gets in and is hopefully twenty to one, then we can then we can talk. Corey, uh, Corey Shore is the new uh, person in the chat who actually reached out to me through email. Corey, look forward to talking to you actually uh, after the show or this weekend. Appreciate you shouting out. Yeah, when did George Weaver become Wesley Board? He's got uh, several in here, including a Miss Wave. So uh, I, I, Crimson Advocate, known to Mets, et cetera. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what, you know, what he's going to do with those horses. All right, guys, let's go on to the next race here as I get that set up. The next pre again, we're, we're doing the Friday races first, going pretty much in order. Juvenile, Phillies, um, on the dirt. I don't think there's any real surprises here, guys. The horse to beat and maybe the lowest price horse of the entire weekend, Tamara for Mandela. The daughter of Beholder is going to be extremely tough to beat. Any quick thoughts here, Pete, on the juvenile Philly pre-entries? No, I mean, I think you you said the the most important thing is I feel like this is going to might be the lowest horse of the whole weekend. So it, this this is the one that you have to figure. If we're talking like we do, we're not going to get into handicapping. But the key on a Friday is if you're playing the Breeders' Cup pick five, is this the kind of race? Do you single or do you try and beat Tamara? Because that's going to be probably yeah. where it comes down to. And I think that's the thing that jumps out in this race. I mean, there's good horses in here, but she looks to be – a bit of a cut above. So uh, I don't, I didn't see made in focus in here. I know just FYI is his horse. He's one of our, one of our, one of our yep. people. So tipped him out a, last time. Yeah. And we, I know I cashed in on it. I think two races ago and last yeah. time. So I think there's horses in here that are interesting, but if tomorrow runs her best, she's probably going to, I don't know. Did you, you were going to bring up the odds. I wonder what she is right now. Yeah, we can, we can bring up, well, I'll bring up the odds after we, talk yeah, 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 sure. But uh, Tamara is going to be, uh, Tamara, I think it's Tamara. It's going to be very tough to beat Noah Mandela. We all know how good he is. And um, he was unbelievable at San Anita. The most, he, I believe every single Breeders' Cup win he has had in his career has been at San Anita. I have to double check that, but I believe I heard that earlier this week. My only concern with Tamara Noah, and I'm going to continue to bang this drum. Obviously, Mandela is a master and knows this horse. I still don't like the fact that Tamara took a little break after the last race, which was done purposefully, by the way, and has not gone two turns. I think two-turn experience is absolutely crucial in these juvenile races, but based on the breeding and the talent, it might not even matter. Yeah, I feel like Mandela definitely could have tried to get her in a two-turn race, you know, the, the last couple of weeks they've been running at Santa Anita. Um, but it's Richard Mandela. You'd think he knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah. me personally, I'm I'm a California guy, so whether or not I bet this horse or whether or not she's, you know, four to five, six to five, I'm going to be rooting for these connections. You you ain't getting six to five, Noah. I tell you <laughs> right now. I'd say, honestly, I think three to five. I think she's going to be that low. Really, she's going to be very low in the betting. Uh, Kyle, one horse I'm at least interested underneath. This is really not being uh, very creative or clever, but I thought Candide was pretty impressive when she won for Pletcher um, in the in the Alcibiades uh, at, at Keeneland. I just, again, like the fact that she's gone two turns, but but she's she's slower than the rest. Yeah, or and th- I'm, then Tamar, really. I was going to say, you look at, you're going to look at the figures and you're going to see everybody is a cut below Tam- Tamara, but Tamara. I mean, um, a horse I'm interested in underneath could be Vivi's Dream. I think she ran a really good race in yes. defeat, um, to Candied, I believe, as well. So, just it's just a matter of what that pace scenario is going to be and if anyone's going to be able to run 
with Tam- Tamara. She's so fast. And to your point, Howard, I do think that, and it'll, it's, it, it's basically a toss up between Tamara and Goodnight Olive as to who's going to be the lowest price on the entire weekend, most likely for me. And I just think the beholder story and all that's going to take root. And obviously with how much she kind of lays above this field is that I think Tamara will be the lowest price on the, on the entire weekend. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of Tamara love. I tipped out Vivi's dream and um, was disappointed that she couldn't get the job done to very honest, although Candide looked good, but any other thoughts guys before we move on to the next one? Nope. Nope. We're good. All right. Let's move on to the next race. We're going to, discuss uh, let me make this a little bit smaller juvenile uh whoop, excuse me that's the one we were just on let's go to the next one how about this one guys juvenile phillies turf um there's only one horse in here in the main body that has a preference somewhere else and that's we already talked about dream Dreamfire, um who has first preference uh in the juvenile turf sprint so you'd think that most of these horses will be in the body in the main body of the race. Although there are a bunch of international horses in here. I think the big story, I'll just go ahead and go first guys. The big story to me was something that we uh, tipped out on this show worldwide exclusively before almost anyone else. And that is opera singer who I was planning on singling guys. And I thought was, is an absolute monster and is a monster for Aiden O'Brien is not in this race. And they decided not to bring her over. This race to me is is very wide open. We'll show the board uh, in a little bit. I could just tell you right off the start that Davy Lane, again, excellent punt from the UK, um, is very high on Carla's way for uh, Simon Christopher, the Euro coming over from there. He he thinks she's very good. But uh, no, we'll go to you first. These are I think we, you, there's a lot of homework that needs to be done in this race. I think a lot of horses here that people are not familiar with. Yeah, I would say um, based off of what I've seen so far, I haven't really, you know, deep dive too much. Um, but just visually, uh, Buku stood out to me a little bit um, on opening weekend. We saw her run. She was definitely impressive. Um, if you want to go yes. with California horse, uh, Flattery for Peter Hurton was very impressive. Um, at Del Mar, uh, she didn't really run super well at Santa Anita, if I recall. Um but two uh, in this race, maybe not, you know, competing necessarily with Carlos Way because uh, Davy Lane was so high on her, uh, but others that could maybe run at a price. Yeah, uh, I, I think Buku and uh, Hard to Justify for Chad yeah. Brown, to me, were the most impressive visually uh, United States Phillies. I've got to do some more homework for this race. Pete, any thoughts? Yeah, I, you mentioned about opera singer. I'm glad she didn't come, in all honesty, because it makes this race more interesting. We don't want well, you don't. I mean, you love to see the best, so I don't want to say it that way. You love to see the best horses, but from a gambling standpoint, you want some. You don't want to have back to back. You know, ideally, you don't want to have two, two sort of stone cold horses in a race. And this one just opens it up. Two, I love Buku, who Noah mentioned. I, I love that horse. Had him had her last time, and then. I love she feels pretty. So that would she feels pretty would have been my horse probably coming in again. I, I can't make a pick because these are horses I still have to look in on. But I love she feels pretty as a horse. So I know there's like 175 horses that I have to try to know here. Yeah. She feel pretty ran at Woodbine. I can't remember where, but I know I had her and she was very very impressive. Popped a okay. nice figure. I just I'm not good. My memory sucks these days, so I don't remember I, I, where, but. 
she was. I know very the impressive. was it the Natalma or the I know the Woodbine. Philly you are correct. Race. Natalma is the correct yeah. race. Yeah, the Woodbine Philly race was pretty good um, rating and, and and looked pretty good. Kyle, did did I did I go to you, Kyle? I can't. No, remember. you didn't. But <laughs> everyone took over. Everyone took away what I wanted to say. Buku was a horse I tipped out uh, on the podcast and on Twitter last time. I loved Buku. Obviously, very impressive, as the guy said. Um, and then you pointed out that hard to justify would be my other American horse to look for. But this is one of those races, guys, that you are just going to have to deep dive into these Euros and find if you are liking them or if you think that the Americans look more impressive. It's just we did it last uh, last year with the Juvenile Phillies turf with Victoria Road and all type of stuff like that. It's just a matter of you're just going to have to deep dive into this race and uh, find what because no matter what, I think you might get a price no matter which way you go. Well, it's pretty simple. You don't even have to look at the PPs. Just listen to my show with, well, with our, our show with Davy Lane, and I mean he'll just give you all the winners right there. Uh, for those uh, toss, that- to, toss the Euro trash to American. She feels pretty <laughs> buku, perfect exactter right there. Look at those Not eyes. to mention Howard that uh, Aiden O'Brien also talked about content. So also watch that show about it. He did. Yes, he did talk about uh, content. Who. Uh, it's going to be coming from behind, and it's going to be a little bit of a price, actually. You want to toss Aiden O'Brien out in a price in a juvenile uh, Breeders' Cup uh, turf race at your own risk. Uh, it, it's going to be an inching race. I mean, that's going to be a spread race, I would think, unless you know people think uh, uh, Carlos Way is just going to be that tough. But again, you got to do your research. You got to do your homework. Okay, let's go on to the next race guys this is the last this is the fifth one i think the last yeah, race i believe correct last race of the breeders cup race of the day on friday Kyle, i have you comment first or, on no the, this is no the no the fourth fourth this is the fourth one the juvenile Sorry. is the last one yeah oh my, my well this is the juvenile so we, we skipped you missed the juvenile turf. We'll, we'll come back to the juvenile turf mail yes yeah, guys yeah. um this is the dirt race Sorry, again not necessarily in order this is the um juvenile dirt race very interesting. I, I think a pretty wide open race, in my opinion. Although I've heard a bunch of people suggest that Prince of Monaco is going to be a pretty low price, but not by the future wagers, not by the anti post betting. Kyle, I always look forward to this race. I will say uh, it was pretty disappointing two years ago when Jack Christopher scratched and uh, Cornish just ran around the track. Mm-hmm. And my my interesting long shot in that race, you guys remember. Command performance. I do Command know. performance who just finished 35 to one for our tip. I remember that power pick players at Keeneland who I uh, was interested in the Kentucky Derby he had a bad or future bet. He had a bad uh, year uh, in 22, but anyway, uh, always a great race. And the, whoever wins this race, Kyle, in theory is the uh, early favorite to win the 150th running of the Kentucky Derby in 2024. Kyle, your thoughts. Correct. And um, sorry to go back a little bit, Howard, but on Richard Mandela, you are correct. Every single one of his races, Breeders' Cup races, has been won yes. at San Antonio. Can you say that again, those three words? I just like hearing that. Uh, we'll, we'll move on a little bit, but uh, no. Okay. Howard, you are correct. You are I don't correct. hear that very often, so, you know, usually I get crapped on by students and other people. But anyway, go ahead. No, but I, I honestly think this could be the highest price favorite of the entire weekend could hmm. be in this race. Interesting. I mean, who would that which, be? I do think it's going to be Prince of Monaco, but I do not think okay. it's going to be as low as people think. I think That's he's going to take the backer money. And that was what I was going to say at seven Sorry. to two. No, it's okay. Hey, I, you want to throw it out there. I respect it. Guessing. Okay. It's seven to two, four to one. I really do. Cause I mean, this, it's a four horse race, a four headlock at the top. You have Prince of Monaco, Muth, Locked, 
and um, Timberlake, who Timberlake was very impressive in New York. Prince of Monaco, they skipped the prep, of course, in California, but was impressive in his last. Muth for Baffert, and then Locked, who was very wide at Keeneland, and destroyed that field. So there's just it's really kind of a four horse, uh, a four horse snake is what I was four head snake is what I was trying to say, but I said four horse snake. But I just think, and even General Partner, who ran really who ran well enough last time in defeat. So there's just many different ways you can go in this race, and I do think it could be the highest price favorite of the entire weekend. You know, Pete, when I looked at this pre-entries. I'm going to look very, very carefully. I'm not saying I'm betting this horse and the BCBC are on my own. Fierceness is the kind of horse that people are going to say, oh, he's no good anymore. Maybe he just hated that slop. I mean, he was favored in the champagne. It's this yin-yang kind of game that I like playing, especially with the two-year-olds. I will tot out my one of my favorite plays on Saturday is in this race, or Friday, excuse me. One of my favorite plays on Friday is in this race that I will be playing Kyle in the BCBC for sure. No, it's not fierceness. I'll mention that horse in a minute, but Pete, these two-year-olds are fickle. Some of these horses are going two turns for the first time. Uh, It's going to be a great race. Yeah. And, and the good thing is for, we sometimes in this race, we just have sort of a big favorite and whether they win or lose, you still, the money isn't really spread out. And we, we even saw that last yeah. year with Cave Rock was pretty low, if I remember. And then Forte wound up yeah, rolling by. But still, it's it, most, a lot of years, it feels spot. like it's, it feels like this is a little bit of a, I always think of this as a little bit of a softer field because there's generally a horse that stands out. This year, I'm not sure it does, but Prince of Monaco has been impressive, but Muth has been impressive. Like you said, Timberlake looked good. Last time, I know, I know, Paul likes the wine steward. That's one of his horses, and yeah, and fierceness, like you said, if you get fierceness at this price, and fierceness just didn't like the slop and bounces back to a horse that everyone thought was a pretty big something before that last race, then this could. I, I agree, this could be a race with the with the highest favorite, and maybe one where you could upset the cart and, and maybe bring home a price too. Again, this is odds checker from uh, overseas mainly. These are anti-post betting. Guys, this is live betting. It's a combination of many different um, betting platforms. Just people know it's very legitimate. It's changed quite a bit, obviously, since earlier today, since the pre-entries came out. You see, as of now, and again, there's a long way to go. We don't even know who's in the race officially yet. You got Locked and 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 Muth for Baffert at seven to two, as Kyle sort of predicted. Timberlake right after that. Know your thoughts of this race. A lot of <clears throat> West Coast horses done very well when this race is on the West Coast, and so I guess you can give a slight nod or at least an upgrade to horses like Muth and horses that have and Prince of Monaco horses that have run in California. But no, I will say that more and more, it seems like these trainers are sending horses out earlier to the West Coast when the Breeders' Cup is there. Asmussen, Noah, has sent his horses out a few weeks in advance. Uh, Archangel's already been out there for a few weeks. So I'm not sure that's going to play as much as normal, uh, Noah. Your thoughts as you look at these uh, at the odds right now? Well, an example of a horse that actually ran a race would be Didia, and, and Didia ended up winning. Um so to your point, they they do end up, you know, shipping there a couple of weeks early just to, you know, get their horse used to uh, that that kind of ground. Um, with the California horses, you go back to that kind of yin-yang where Muth and um, Prince of Monaco faced off in a one-turn event. Yeah. Um, and Prince of Monaco beat Muth actually pretty handily. Um, and then in their respective next starts, Prince of Monaco didn't look as impressive 
going a further out of ground. Yeah. Uh, while Muth really looked uh, to you know cherish that extra distance. Um, and I have a feeling that I don't want to give out any of your plays, but I have a feeling that you are going to be betting locked pretty heavily. So I'd like to make a side wager: Muth versus locked. Ooh, side gambling. All right. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> First of all, I believe the race that you're mentioning was the Del Mar Debutant. It was seven furlongs. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just going off the top of my head, guys. I could be wrong, but I, I've I've been very Noah. I'm going to answer your question right now. I'm very locked in in this race. I don't care who knows. It's not, again, this is not a long shot. I love locked. Love locked in this spot. I will take locked over Muth. We're going to be sitting next to each other. No, we'll have to figure it out. Maybe for a, how about a, for a little Breeders' Cup merchandise, perhaps, on the line. I don't know. We'll, mm. we'll, 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 what do you think? Maybe a T-shirt or something? I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure um, it out. I, I like locked a lot, guys. Um, of course, first time out San Nita. He's got two-turn experience. He got in a ton of trouble first time out. I love what I saw at Keeneland. Broke a little slow, had a little bit of trouble. Made a nice four-wide sweeping move. Um, that's not his best race. I think he's going to appreciate the speed in front of him. I really – he's got to go out there. I got to watch the morning works. And, there's, again, there's a long way to go. But I think that's the first horse I've touted out today, like, officially. Unless something changes – you know, and I, I think he's, I'm going to get that four to one. I, I'm hoping to get more like nine to two because I think Prince of Monaco is going to come down. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's me. I rat on locked. I would think um, I I like locked quite a bit. Kyle, did you you were going to say something? No, I was going to say one thing. I mean, obviously, you guys talked to Aiden O'Brien. I mean, what if Johannes Brahms comes into this race too? I mean, because he talked about him coming over to this for the juvenile as well because he's got three other horses in the juvenile turf. We'll talk about. But I mean, that could even that could play another role into this race as well. Uh, I got a little intel. Are we ready? No, I don't know if he's going in this race, but I do know that Johan Brahms is fast early. Yep. That would quicken up. I mean, you don't know how they're going to break, but Johan Brahms has been mainly sprinting on the grass in Europe. And um, in the pre entries, Aiden O'Brien's got a few already in the juvenile turf. I Even though Johan Brahms is second. In sp- Reference guys into the juvenile dirts. I got a sneaky feeling he's going to go the juvenile dirt, and if he breaks, that could change the complexion of the race. So, because uh, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he would be used early, and just they figure we're just going to send and and take our chances. Uh, guys, speaking of the juvenile turf, let's go to it right now. This is the last race of the uh, not the last race, the day fry, last race we're talking about. And like I said, you can see on the screen there. Aiden O'Brien's got one, two, three, four. He's got four in the pre-entry main body. Again, Johan Brahms, you just talked about. Second preference of the juvenile. I'm a little bit dubious of that. We'll have to see. Um, no, we'll go to you first. Again, uh, there's a ton of Euros that are at least pre-entried, uh, pre-entered. Of the horses you're more familiar with, uh, any thoughts here in the pre-entries, Noah? Um, yeah, in terms of the juvenile turf, uh, the American horses, um, I don't know. I, I'd have to look into it more, but off the top of my head, nobody, you know, super impressive. Um, but I'll have to deep dive, um, in terms of European horses. I mean, you got Aiden O'Brien, Aiden O'Brien, Aiden O'Brien, Aiden O'Brien, um, who, you know, are going to be, you know, contenders. Um, yeah. 
So if they're, you know, anything decent, um, I'm thinking Aiden O'Brien's probably got a pretty good shot to win this race. Yeah, I, the, I would say, let me just give everyone a little, again, if you're watching for like deep dive handicapping, that is going to be coming up on our Monday, excuse me, our Tuesday night and Wednesday night shows next week. I can tell you a few things just real quick. Unquestionable uh, is, I'd be shocked if he was not in this race. Uh, just ran well, a good second going seven furlongs. River Tiver has never been past six and will be more forward. So that River Tiver is more of a, a, a speedier horse. Mountain Bear, Davy Lane doesn't think quite as highly of. Just broke his maiden, I believe. And then you got Johan Brahms. This is not, guys, um, as strong uh, uh, a, a uh, group of horses that Aiden has brought over. I will say that for this race. And we saw on the show, uh, Pete, uh, Aiden O'Brien in this race is – five for excuse me six for the last i think 17 i, I don't know if i have the number correct but it's like 31 percent in this race um and no matter where it's been held so this race and the turf uh the breeders cup turf classic so to speak are his two uh races that he's been most successful in so uh i'm assuming many of these on the screen uh, of the four of them i would i would just to my in my mind i think three of them will probably go that means to me, sixty-nine percent of the time he loses. So I say we can <clears throat> we can find a way to beat him, especially yeah. all three, because they're probably going to take money on name alone. You would imagine there's a Charlie Appleby in here who's, I assume, going to. Yeah, let's look at the. I didn't look at the odds in advance. What do we have? One go. questionable river of timer. Yeah, legend of time. I do like Carson. I mean, Carson's run is a is a quality horse. Ran a nice race last time, but yeah, again, sometimes there's just a gap between ours and theirs when it comes to anything on the turf, especially when it comes to the Breeders' Cup. So you're going to have to figure it out. Someone mentioned Tok Tok in the, in the chat. I assume that's a pretty big price since it's not on the screen there. So I assume, I don't even know if there's odds. Maybe it's a lot higher, but I like Tok Tok as a horse, especially, I think had a rough trip last time, Trish. especially it could be a horse to get underneath. Yeah. Trish is on that. Maybe it Where's was that Trish. Horse on last time. I don't uh, recall that. I can't there. remember, but I Pull think that, yeah, right. look it up. I don't have it in front of me. Right. Okay. Maybe not on the win end, but at a huge price, especially maybe as sort of an underneath if you're getting, I mean, again, can you scroll down a little? Is there even a, is that um, horse even on there? Sorry. Yeah, we can show more. Sorry. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, there's not, oh, there you go. Uh, he nice ran fifth in the bit. bourbon. Yeah, so again, not not probably not on the necessarily on the win end, but if you're looking for just a crazy horse to to muck up a, a super or a try, I think that one maybe just had some trouble and is going to take no money because of a fifth. And all the other horses, most of the horses in these races win, which is why they're here. So the yeah. ones that don't, sometimes they float up, but they're still quality horses. Kyle, there's usually a horse in this race that's like a really good Euro, like Victoria Road, or mm -hmm. I, I can't remember who finished second Victoria Road what last year. On Silver Knot, was Silver Knot, Silver Knot. Thank you. I, this race, I this is not the highest quality juvenile turf we've seen, yep. really, from the foreign entrance or the American horses. This this is another cluster, I think, that is going to be a spread for me. I know a lot of, like I mentioned, a bunch of the Aiden horses like to show tactical speed, and they do break well. But again, a lot of these horses haven't been two turns. And I know Calvin says, well, they're Euros. They can get two turns. They go uphill and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. It's a big question mark. The, the, it's tight turns, left-handed. This this is another uh, tricky race. The juvenile turf races on Friday, to me, both of them, 
are very, are very wide open. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like over half these races that we've talked about have been completely wide open, including the juveniles. So it looks to be a great betting day on Friday for us. And I mean, just even, even like you said, I mean, it's, I think it's either going to be an Aiden O'Brien. It's either probably going to be unquestionable or it's something really weird's going to happen in a race like this. It seems like it's either going to be very straightforward where you'd be like, well, why didn't I just think of just going with this horse and moving on? So when they or run one, two, three, right? That's Kyle, what I mean. The three right in a row. Yeah. Or, or something, something, or something wild. Yeah. Or something crazy. I mean, no one would be surprised if that happened guys. All right, let's go ahead. We're, we're, we're going to take too long. That's my fault. Right. Guys. We got to move this along here. Quick interrupt. Yeah. We're going to go to Saturday. We'll, we'll be a lot quicker here for Saturday's races. Big ass fans. I should have let you say it, Kyle. I know you must that. <laughs> big ass fans, Viewers Cup Dirt Mile. Look, there, there's one big name in here. Obviously, it's Cody's Wish. It's an unbelievable story. We don't have to get into in details. Uh, there are some other decent ones in here. There's also a lot of cross entries, Pete. This is always the one race where we really don't know where some of these are going to go. Yeah, it's weird, and you see some of these where I'm like, I'm, a few of these horses you go, and they probably shouldn't have first preference in the Classic. They they should have first preference here because I think the field is a little lighter. This is a weird one. Aside from Cody's Wish, the story, and I know it's very important for this show and, and all the people on here and Paul, and, and it's a great story, but Cody's Wish, after his last two races, looks like a horse you might try and beat just on paper in a race like this, but then you look at the field and you go, eh, it didn't come up super strong, especially if some of these go to the classic practical move looked impressive last out. But I mean, that was against an allowance field off of however many months of a layoff that was. So looked impressive is good. Probably is better going shorter. But again, I mean, Zozos charge it. I hate charge it. You know, there's certain in here. Dreamlike was cool last time was closing. I think lost. I forget who Dreamlike lost to, but was closing and, and looked pretty impressive. But National Treasure, I mean, some of these horses are just not top shelf. So I, this is a weird race. I, I don't. It's a weird race it's going to take to see. Let's see who actually stays and who goes. Yeah, I, I think what we do, guys, to move things along is I'll just ask one of you an opinion. And then uh, Kyle, uh, Noah, anything you guys want to add? I'll add one thing, real real quick thing. I I think Cody's wish is going to end up being looked over, like you said, Peter. These last two, um, he either doesn't run very well because of his last two, or if he runs his Met Mile race, he wins this race by five. Oh and yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's it for me. Noah, when you look at the odds checker, any posts, any anything uh, catch your fancy, anything uh, get you excited here from a betting perspective? Um, I'm taking that practical move bet right now. Wow. I like that, Noah. I like <laughs> it. I, I'll tell you, the allowance race that he ran in, Pete, that was a good allowance race. Oh, it was a really good oh, race, but it's I just mean, it's hard to gauge. It's uh, hard to gauge whether you go from that to – again, though, you're going from that to what? This, which, again, if Cody's wish no. is a little far back, practical move will have a tactical advantage. And the other so. thing is Zozos is another one that could have a tactical advantage. And Zozos will be so. most likely on the lead, you would assume, in the – yeah. Guys, there's a Davy Lane special in the Dirt Mile. People just have to watch. I, I know exactly. He what loves it is. the horse in the Dirt Mile. I'm just going to leave it at, at that. All right, guys, let's go ahead on to the uh, Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. We're going to show next on the screen. Um, again, there are many, many Euros in here. If you're not familiar with some of these uh, overseas horses, you're going to have to do more homework than 
normal, but there is one name in here, actually two names. And of course, they're both Italian names that we have to mention. No, I'm going to let you go first. Gia Romanica, whose first preference is in this race, and uh, in Italian, who has uh, second preference <coughs> to the mile. So um, it looks like that Gio Romanica will probably go to the mile, and in Italian, we'll go here. In Italian, on the lead, going a mile and a quarter, uh, starting down the hill, she she could be very dangerous here. Uh, maybe at an okay price. Yeah, I, I know I don't want to, you know, spoil anything about the Davy Lane show, but I, I watched a little bit of it. Um, if you guys haven't watched it, you should go check that out after this. Um, but he was uh, he was really high on Inspiral. Um, and then the Aiden O'Brien info or the Aiden O'Brien interview, excuse me. Uh, he was really high on Warm Heart. And, you know, if, if Aiden O'Brien's calling Warm Heart a serious horse, the horse, the horse is legit. Um, so in terms of Euros, um, it seems like one of those two are going to be really tough to beat. Um, uh, but like you said, you know, Gina Romantica, ultra impressive running down in Italian um, on opening weekend at Keeneland. Um, does she have that in her again? Uh, I don't know, uh, but it'll be interesting to see. And I'll tell you what, Howard, there's one thing. Um, not only did Aiden O'Brien talk highly on Warm Heart, the exact words were she will be tough to beat was his exact words in that interview. So, uh, I mean, I, I do want to clarify something. I don't want to get us in trouble. I thought that's what he said originally. And then I listened to watch it times. He actually said that in regards to in Italian, if in Italian. gets. Oh, the OK. Early. Then that's my I bad. know it, it did sound like that a little bit. That's I was like, wow, for Aiden O'Brien to say that I was mm -hmm. a little surprised. Just watch it back. That was my interpretation. Watch it back again. He was saying that Italian would be tough to beat if she got to the lead un unpressured. Okay. Uh, but watch it again. Just I want to just clarify that. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Pete, quick thoughts here on the Philly Mirror. Uh, I like this race a lot. This is sort of one of these underrated kind of races. We've seen some bigger prices in this race over the years, too. It's always a great race. And, you know, I love in Italian. She's of one course. of my all-time favorites. And But I think she's going to lose. And I think she's going to get run down. I'm not sure by who yet. Probably, I like Inspiral as a horse. I don't like Gina Romantica that much. I think that last one was her, was her sort of, that was her race. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I off the top of my head, I would sort of toss her for me, right. and then I would take maybe an Italian. And if you look at this, uh, let's see. In uh, Italian is actually not. I don't. I don't know. Well, they have her listed at sixteen. There's absolutely no no that's not way in this God's green earth that in Italian be sixteen. But I think part of that. Pete is because the overseas betters are just not sure where she's going to go. Yeah, I think that's yeah. part of it. Um, but maybe she's lost her last two. Maybe you think she's maybe people think she's lost a little off the fastball. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean, necessarily believe that, but I still feel like she should have won or beaten Gita Romanica, even though it was a very fast race. I just I don't know. Uh, at some point, they they lose a little bit off the fastball. I mean, it can only be great for so long for most horses, and I'm she crushing. runs. You know, she dance. She dances all the dances and. <laughs> Sorry, even if she runs, even if she doesn't run her race, all she does is—I mean, she gets run down by a, you know, by a head or a nose. It's not like she's getting—it's not like she's getting killed in races. So you know she's going to yeah. be there. Um, I again, I, I, I don't want to say everything that was in the Davy Lane um, interview here because we want people to watch it, but I certainly don't want to hide things. I could tell you that not only Davy Lane, but a lot of very sharp punters overseas believe this is mainly a two-horse race. Um, 
between in spiral who's actually stretching out guys she's basically a miler and, and stretching out between uh perhaps her and warm heart uh so i think those will be the two betting favorites and i'm sure an italian's gonna make some money uh lindy is an interesting horse in there guys who finished a real good closing second in the qe2 i know in your neck of the woods against mauge i know that's a horse that uh people are looking at a little bit no as interesting horse in this race although Lindy's got to come back pretty quickly, Noah. So I don't know how that's going to work out for her. Yeah, well, in that QE2, I I think Mouch didn't she end up getting the lead? Yes, um, wired the field. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know if there was really anybody to set the pace in that race. Um, yeah. This so it'll be interesting race. to see, yeah, what kind of – yeah, because Lindy, I mean, there was no pace in that race, and, and she, you know, ate up ground pretty well. So. Yep. You know, it'll be interesting to see. No, I, I think Lindy is, is a bit interesting stretching out there, guys. Let's go and talk about uh, the Philly and Mare Sprint. Guys, this is going to be a short conversation. Uh, Good night, Olive is going to be very difficult. There's really no surprises here, although you can see the first preferences, Desert Dawn to the Distaff. Who's your Philly to the Distaff first preference, which is interesting to me. And then... Mikhail Yao, I just want to say the Japanese horse is a very fast horse early. Apparently, I don't think she has a chance at hell in this race. Uh, Noah, this is pretty much good night, Olive, and move on. At least that's what I think. Yeah, it, it actually makes my job a lot easier because I'm the one covering this race. <laughs> no, well, so, go ahead. Can anyone beat Midnight Olive, you think, realistically? Or good night, Olive, excuse me? I don't know. I mean, she's she won this race last year, so I'm it's going to be really tough. Um, I was actually really impressed with Yugiri's last race, um, you know, fighting back down on the rail. Uh, that was against um, uh, Wicked Halo. Wicked Halo, uh, yeah. And Wicked Halo kind of isn't, you know, where she's been before. Um, but you never know. I mean, if, you know, Yugiri, she's shown that fight before, she can get a little brave. But, I mean, good night, Olive's good night, Olive. So. Peter, Kyle, thoughts? Um, I'm good night, Olive. It's good night, Olive Society. I like and society. Yeah, I would. I would say society right would up. be the the threat because anytime you get a horse who can gun it on the lead, is a threat. It sounds like a Dave Weaver special. Ice cold. Is that right, uh, That's Kyle? Right. That's my plan. That's what I'm hoping. Kyle, what for. odds do you think you get on that exacta? Honestly, good night, Olive Society. I'm, I'd yeah. be hoping for somewhere around probably six to one because I, I mean, good night, Olive is going to be high. low. On that so, exacta? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, I, doing, I don't, but the one thing I don't guys, like, I apologize for this. the one thing I don't like is I do not, actually, I listened to the In the Money Media show today, and I agreed with something they said. Um, uh-huh. I don't think Matareya or Carmel Swear will be anywhere near the money. I don't think okay. they don't, I don't think they have a chance to run in the money, but that's, so I will not be playing that. But I think society, society is actually pretty second choice right now, I'm assuming because of her speed. Pretty strong. Yeah, pretty strong second choice uh, for sure. So it's be interesting to see. It's an Ida, who is a horse for Baffert, I believe, who mm-hmm. I don't like at all in this spot. But uh, no, no Kirschenbach lug for you, Noah. That's a horse <laughs> I liked last time. I think we were playing a little bet together, and we had that horse, if I recall. I liked her, I think, more than you. Um, I, I don't know if she can win this race, but she's got a little home field advantage and a closer in a race that's got some speed in it. I don't know. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's – Definitely home field advantage for sure. I do remember her last race. She got the ultimate setup. Um, and Ida was one of those, you know, gunning on the lead. And she kind of backed up. Um, 
but for her to even have a chance to get in the money, I'm going to think that pace is going to have to be very hot. I agree. Uh, let's go ahead and move on, guys, to the next race as I bring it up here just a second. Got to do that. Got to go forward. The No, we already did that one. What am I doing here? Um, hold on a second, guys. Be patient. Okay. Be the yeah. mile, right? The mile's next? Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm having trouble going forward. This is very bizarre. It's like, oh, there we go. Sorry about that. Okay. Breeders' Cup Mile, yes. Guys, like this race a lot. I love the Breeders' Cup Mile in general because my girl, Goldakova, Pete, back in the day, one of my favorite horses yeah. of all time. Uh, Kyle and Noah, if you have not seen the replay of Goldakova's first win uh, in the Breeders' Cup Mile at San Anita, holy shit. Most impressive. Maybe young. I'm not that young. In my <laughs> entire life. Wow. She, when she found that hole, Pete, oh my goodness, that's just yeah. ridiculous. Let's go ahead and bring up that right now. What you know, what it, I'm having, I don't know why it keeps okay, it's wrong race. Yeah, it is the wrong race. I'm having, I don't know. <laughs> it's why. Go back. There gonna... it is. There it is. Go oh, the other oh, way. Go the other way. Go the other way. Other way. Other way. Two yeah, more that way. way. One more that way. Yep, there, there you go. There, oh, there we go. go. I'm sorry, guys. It's been, it's been a long day here. Um, who should we go, Pete? Thoughts on yes. the mile Italian first preference to the distance race we just talked about. Gio Romantica would like to come here, though, in this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care where she goes. It's not going to win either right. one. But right. the this race, the one surprise was seeing Paddington in the pre-entries, yeah. I guess. That was... Yes. That was a. Uh, I, I I I didn't watch the Aiden O'Brien one yet. I haven't done any of my Breeders' Cup pods yet. I was saving them for the weekend. But did he mention that he was that Paddington was coming? Or I don't remember. Did what did he say? They, he said that Paddington. They they had to see how he was going to work this week, and it was sort of a. These are my words now. Touch and go. It was okay. one way or another. But you know, Paddington's really hasn't been mentioned much in like the on the Breers Cup website or other places. So no, I, I thought saying, he was a definite out. I thought it was, I was out shocked, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't want to speculate on what this horse does, but if he if he's in this race, that's a huge addition to this race. Yeah, he's I mean he, that, yeah. I mean he, he's been a little hasn't been as good, but you know, still the talent that's there. I'm a Casa Creed guy. Casa Creed's one of my favorite horses I'd love to see Casa Creed win this race, and I assume you'll you'll maybe get a price because some of the obviously the the Euros will take money, and and Marge was was pretty impressive, and and if Paddington does get in, and but Songline is Songline is a monster, yeah. and Songline is going to be so hard to beat in this race, and I assume, yeah, when you bring it up, I assume. What do we have here? Let's and spiral, see. by the way, is not going to be in this race. At yeah. Least that's not the plan. And Ken Ross obviously isn't. So you have, right. yeah. Yep. So you look at those odds. I mean, it's pretty wide open and I assume it will be, I would think Songline would be, what, what do you think, Kyle? I think Songline would be the favorite ultimately. Yeah. Right? I think, I think that's where the money, that's where like kind of the buzz and the money is going to go. Is starting yeah. Songline. I don't think it should be, I don't think, um, He'll be very, very low by any means, but I think maybe like three to one, five yeah. to two, somewhere around there for the favorite of Songline. But I do agree with you, Pete. Yeah, but I mean, this is a this is an awesome race. I mean, top, yeah. if you look at just the list of horses, you go, man, almost all of them. I mean, Cheryl Spite, then Cheryl Spite ran what last year? Didn't 
Cheryl Spite were a second in yeah, the she, line. Yes, second. Right? Cause I hit, cause I, like second or third. Cause I hit that try. Yeah. I remember hitting the try. I can't remember. This is just a great field top to bottom, regardless of who stays in. Like, even if obviously we think up to the second. mark will be gone and yeah. in Italian most likely will be gone, but it's, it's a great field top to bottom. I want to push back a little bit on Singh, and there are a lot of great comments in the chat. I apologize. We haven't been showing as many comments in the chat. People that are watching live, we just have a lot of things to go through. Uh, Song Line can absolutely win this race. There's a Japanese horse that we haven't gotten to yet that I really like, uh, that we haven't gotten to yet. It's not in this race, uh, by the way. So um, just looking at some other uh, – Singh agrees with you, by the way, Pete. I, so he, he well, we do have very freedom. we do have very smart or, listeners. Or songline. We do. Yeah, we do have yeah. very smart viewers and listeners. Obviously, like you should show the next one. Robbie Courtney has some really smart opinions. Vale Place has a very smart yeah, opinion. Well, you know, I mean, we show very only the ones yes. that I mean, those are the only ones brain. that obviously have that's, any brains in the in the yeah, chat. There we go. Today. That's the that's the ones. Dang. Yes. Uh, I do want to ask you guys. Actually, I didn't want to do that, but I'll bring this back up in a second. Noah, up to the mark. Uh, excuse me, not up to the mark. Up, up to the marks going in the uh, in the turf. What do you do with Master of the Seas? Um, one unbelievably well at Woodbine, weak field, loss in a tough beat that uh, I saw. You and I both saw in person, along with Kyle, who's shaking his head. He knows why. To so up Disgusting. to the mark, who's really good. I, I think Master of the Seas might be over bet. I think I'll be trying to beat him on the day uh, at somewhere around five to one, nine to two. That's my gut feeling, at least for me. Yeah, I, I heard somewhere, I don't remember where it was, um, but they made a good point when they said um, you don't really see an American horse out kicking a Euro on the on the turf very often. Um, although up to the mark, uh, that was, you know, super impressive. Um, heartbreaking for Kyle. I felt I felt really bad for him because I so I thought <laughs> I thought Masters he's got the bob so I was trying to assure him and and sure enough it wasn't so I I, I felt well, I'm really in the photo no of course I didn't get the bob I'm in the photo but yeah uh, I agree with you no I mean I agree with you Howard too um I'm gonna say Mas can Masters he's win yes over bet and bad bet yes at what he's going to be five to one like you said I don't I think he would have to be somewhere in the eight, nine to one range to be anywhere for, to be bet for me. Mm. Wow. Guys, I have a, I haven't even mentioned this publicly yet, but I'm going to do it right now. Two things in this race, just in general. Number one, I, I respect your opinion on Songline Pete and Songline might be the best, but when you go one mile at San Anita with a big field and tight turns, just a lot of weird stuff happens. I think it's a very difficult race. It's very trip dependent. I wouldn't rule out an American winning this race. I don't, love the euros that are coming over in this race there's a horse first on the also eligible list which we didn't show that is 50 to 1 on odds checker that i have loved since Ooh. i saw him at saratoga and he's a three-year-old if more than looks gets in what is this we got to remember this guys at, at at what at the 104 mark of the show if more than looks gets in this race which you would assume I, right because i assume he will I think he's got a huge shot to finish underneath third or fourth, maybe even high second, more likely third or fourth, and key a huge trifecta or super. I think more than looks is extremely talented. I love seeing when I saw him in the horse flesh. His race, Pete, at, at, at Churchill was just mind-blowing, especially for that turf course. I think he's really good. 
It's an incredibly difficult spot. More than looks, my bomb play underneath. Anyone have any? Am I crazy, or is he just not good enough? Yeah, I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's surprising as we take. In all honesty, I think that's. Well, I, I think a lot of people are going to have that take. one right now. Well, they don't know squad over there. That's the overseas <laughs> betting. What do they know? We, we talked right. about that. Yeah, about what, do, what do they know? Yeah, when they All get right. here, they'll see that closing kick from that horse last time, and, and then you'll know that this horse is going to be coming late. Yeah. So, what the hell is I, a kilometer? I, I'm, I'm Casa Creed over more than looks. I'm with you. Like, throw out the, you know me, wow. throw out the Euros. <laughs> Who needs them? All right. That's pretty cool. Um, and we're having uh... – okay, guys. Uh, this is why – I think this is the problem. This is why live show you have backup battery because I think my mouse just thinking of poo poo. I think my mouse just went poo poo, um, or I don't know. But we're gonna check it out. Um, but anyway, as I continue to talk on here, guys, any other thoughts? Uh, will an American win this race, or will be run by a win by um, a foreign invader? What do you guys think? For for me, it's obviously we have to see the final field, but and see who deflects and who doesn't. Um, but I mean, can we we can can we claim Maj and Master of the Seas at this point? I mean, they both ran in America at least once. They're not Americans. Come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, they won once American and twice. Horses. Come on. Nah. Either way, um, I do like the prep coming into the U.S. first. I don't think Master of the Seas will win. I don't. I mean, Gina Romantica. I wouldn't even put uh, her out of content or him out of contention by any means. I mean, it's just. Okay. This race just looks to be extremely wide open. Could be won by a lot of different horses. Uh, Noah, do you, what what, what uh, nationality do you think will win this race? If you to guess. Um, personally, I think Pete would feel the same. I think he would like to see one of the U.S. horses win. Um, for me, I think if it were to be a U.S. horse, uh, <laughs> yeah, do the do the little thing, Pete. Try to get the fireworks. Yeah, where's yeah. the fireworks? <laughs> I don't know. It was like a two-time thing. Now nothing yeah. happens anymore. It, yeah. it doesn't work with me anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> just again, let me just show this banner before people maybe have to leave early or whatever. We've got Power Picks tip sheet below the video player. It's only twenty bucks. That's it. I mean, DRF, who I love, just sold their VIP sheet for seventy. We've got twenty. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of the same great information. So please check that out below the video player. Let's go on to the next race, guys. This race. Wow. I mean, usually we say that about the classic and the classic is a fun race. I mean, there's no real superstars, but this race, if, if these euros come over, Oh my giddy aunt, <laughs> the breeders cup turf classic this year. Wow. I mean, sometimes this race is great. Sometimes it's like math, the euros coming over here. I don't know if there's like super duper stars. I mean, Augusta Rodan is pretty damn good, but there's a bunch of others. The depth of this field, ladies and gentlemen, at least in the pre-entries, is loaded. Augusta Rodan, uh, Broom and Bullshit, but later sort of backups for Aiden. King of Steel, if he comes in this race, he is a complete monster. He's huge. Uh, he's coming off of a, a, a race two weeks ago uh, he, where he won. You got Mustadoff, who's nice for Gazdan. Onesto finished second in the arc. Shariar is a horse that Davey Lane's a bit interested in. had a little bit of a breathing problem and has gotten that corrected. Wow, Kyle, th this race is loaded. And, of course, I didn't even mention any of the Americans. And there's one in here up to the mark, who I'm assuming he is going to be going here, who might be able to stretch out and be a serious factor. I know Pete likes this horse. This, I mean, this could be dating myself. This might, on paper, this might be the best race I've ever seen. 
just based on oh, talent hold on alone. Hold on, hold on. Again, I might be dating myself. Can you say that again? This might be the best race on paper that I've ever seen. Wow, you're not dating yourself, Kyle. This is a very impressive race. I mean, this is a really good turf race. And I'll tell you what, Howard, this will be one I will see you down in that Santa Anita paddock for because I do not want to miss the horse flesh, as you say, yeah. in person for this one. Uh, no this question. Is just unbelievable. I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, if, at least, if not nine horses coming overseas for the main body of this field. And not to mention all of them are all of them, if not more than half of them are monsters in their own right. I mean, Mosadoff is a monster. Augusta Rodin's a monster. King of Steel's a monster. Just all these horses coming over to fight for this Breeders' Cup Turf Classic is going to be a sight to see no matter which way you go in this race. This is it's a this is a slightly misleading. OK, so the, and maybe I should let Noah speak to this. So the mile and a quarter race for the Philly mares they're literally starting on like that downhill into the crossover the mile and a half race and no correct me if I'm, I'm wrong it does start on the downhill but then there's a flattened part and then it goes down again so it's not it's not like they're starting downhill i actually i think they start on the flat i think they actually the first half of furlong is actually like a the flatter part of the downhill course and then they go downhill i believe Noah. Yeah, so if I if they start where I think they're starting, um, they start right they, after the turn. So there's no right hand turn. Okay. Yeah. So it's right after the right hand, it's like the top of the right hand turn, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think normally when they take that right hand turn and they run those six and a half races, uh, like the end of that turn is kind of where that flat part is. Right. Uh, and then when they approach uh, the home stretch, uh, it gets a little bit more downhill, and then they have the cross yes. over the dirt. Yes. Um, Correct. But um, yeah, you know, you touched on it earlier um, with that uh, it being a mile and a half and the start being a touchdown hill. Maybe it will favor those horses um, that are, you know, not used to going that far. Pete, I know one thing about this race and I feel pretty confident in saying it with Balladeer in the race for Papa Padromo and get smoking. There is going to be pace in this race. I'm not saying they're going to duel to some crazy like 22 and four and 45 and three or something, but both those horses and connections have said they want the lead. And the only chance either one of them has to, to win or be in the money at all is wiring the field. I'd be shocked if there is not a cracking pace early in this race. Well, that's the hope because the better horses. Well, most of the DAF, I think, is pretty tactical. And, yeah, and so is Augusta there. Rodan. Yeah, and so is Augusta. Yeah, Augusta Rodan will probably sit off, but won't be yeah. not like some of the others in here. You figure like Broom will be way in the back and up to the mark will be way in the back and more like Goddess will be way in the back, most likely. Yeah, I agree. And you, you want pace in a race like this because you want to see, I, I want to see a fair race and you want to have a little bit of speed up front. You know, I'm an up to the mark guy and. I, I think up to the mark and run them all down. So let's get another U.S. victory here. We'll, we'll shut out the Euros one more time. All right, you got you get eight to one on up to the mark. To me, up to the mark is the only horse that even has a remote chance to even hit the board in this race for the Americans. And I don't think up to the mark is as good as these Euros at all. But I love up to the mark as a horse. I just think Augusta Rodan and and you know if King of Steel shows up, although I'm, I'm a little leery of coming back in two weeks. I, I just think this is a really tough spot for up to the mark. I wish he had one more race in him, Pete. Not that, 
you know, of yeah. course, Ben Pletcher is a master. We know that. But he's never gone this distance, and this is just going to be a really tough race. I, I just uh, – I'm not sure. But you're. I think you might – I don't know about eight. I think you'll get about six on him is my guess. Oh, yeah. I would. I mean, it, but it's not like, he, no, I, I think more horizontally and, and horizontally, this is a pretty yep. tough race. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to go a few deep. But I mean, I would probably play up. Yeah, I could see playing up to the mark on the win. Ed. I just yep. want to give a shout to Gold Phoenix, one of my other favorite horses. I don't think he has much of a shot here, but I love that horse just in general. So I'm happy to see him in here and he'll be running late. I'm just not sure he'll be good enough to hit the board. Yeah, no problem. Kyle, you're all good. We we appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, okay, let me – Whoop! I, I just lost my train of thought. Guys, we're going to show the Breeders' Cup Classic, and then we're just going to go really quick through the two spin races. We're getting to long in the two th- here. At either yeah, I got to drop guys, it a couple anyway. I was so. going to say, if any of you guys have to go, there's no worries. We got a ton of people in the chat. I know we got people under the weather, and, and Noah's probably got – some you know some calculus level four math work to do or something i don't know but anyway uh let's get to the classic guys usually the feature of the day i suppose it is anyway because it's six million dollars but it's not the last race of the day we could talk about this race a lot again we'll save the you know handicapping for later but you've got king of steel is second preference in this race which is interesting you also see a lot of second preferences you got charge it bright future Senior Buscador Mage, all second preference in other races. Um, my first thought here in general is there's really no surprises. And guys, I just see a lot of early speed in here. There's a lot of three-year-olds and there's a lot of early speed. Pete, that those are my first two takes. A lot of three-year-olds and a lot of early speed. Yeah, this is where the three, I mean, we, we've said it for a while now coming into the year. We knew that the older crop was a little weak coming in and that sort of bared out over the course of the year. And the three-year-olds are generally better, but now you do have, yeah, we do have speed. I mean, Saudi crown is, is quality speed. Charge it is charge. It winds up not being speed in the, in the, in the bigger races when he's supposed to, when you, when you want him to go out just to go and mess the, and, and try and put a little, he's going to lose, but you're going to want him to inject a little pace. He doesn't do it. But yeah, I mean, I, although when you look at it, Saudi Crown is strong. The rest, Arabian Night is the is the wild card because Arabian Night could just be a monster. Has been training lights out, could get on the lead. But having Saudi Crown there, it's not going to be as easy or alone, I should say, as maybe he would like going a mile and a quarter. So I mean, that's where it gets dicey. Is if anyone goes out with either one of those, does that compromise both of them? and set it up for a horse like Archangelo, who we know can run forever and knows how to run down horses. I'm going to go on a limb here, guys. I'm going to guess that you know, Pletcher's got two in here. They're both pretty much speed. I think Charger might go to the mile. I think Bright Future might go here. Uh, just a gut feeling. Uh, we'll have to see if that comes to fruition and I'm right, then then I'll pat myself on the back. And if I'm wrong, then, hey, I'm right. I think that's the right choice. I think that's, that's what, what I would do. Yeah, I would yep. do. Yeah, that's we don't know squat. Do. We're you know we're, we don't know squat. Like can't Fletcher, win but the classic. There's just too much no. speed in there. Maybe you can get lucky in the dirt mile. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying Charge it is a worse horse than Bright Future. It's just situational to me. Noah, uh, you know, there's a lot of California uh, based horses in here. Which one do you like the most? Uh, as of now, my thoughts on this race are Arabian Night goes to the lead. If somebody goes with him, Archangelo goes by. If nobody goes with him, I think he wires the field. I think it's simple as that. 
Where, what is Saudi Crown doing? Going to take a nap in the gate or what? Uh, uh, it just depends on how fast Arabian Knight can before. go and if he's really that good. <laughs> okay, I'm just giving you a hard time. But <laughs> I think Arabian Knight worked like worked like a, a six furlongs and then galloped out a full mile uh, recently, like 137. Looked fantastic is what I've heard. Uh, Kyle, any thoughts, early thoughts on this race? I'll give my quick opinion, then we'll go to the two spin races, and we'll let Pete go maybe after this race if he chooses. Go ahead. I think I know your opinion, and I think I completely agree with your opinion. There's two horses in this race that I'm very interested in. One's the obvious. Second one is not from the USA, and I think is who you like as well, but I'll let you expound more on it. No, go ahead. You listen. You're listening to my opinions. You're a smart man. That's why I got you on this podcast. And by the way, if you had completely different opinions, I'd still love having this podcast. Yeah. So, well, one way or another, I think you're very interested in the Dubai World Cup winner, and that's Ushmet Tesoro. And I especially, there's only, one, there's only one person on this podcast who hit that horse to win live on the live show. We no, no, a great show. Oh, wait, that was, you <laughs> won't say who that was. So. I think, I think, and I think all the speed in this race that we pointed out only helps Ushba. So any thoughts on the odds here, Kyle, as of now, what you see on the screen, um, 10, to, um, that seven to two area for Archangela is what I expected. That's what I put in the chat, but at nine to one, I would take that for Ushba Tesoro and run for the Hills. I think. I think he'll be way lower than that at post time. I think yep. he'll be somewhere around five, six to one come post time. Not interested. Not interested in two fills at twelve to one. Uh, you know, uh, how long has he been retired? By the way, uh, at least six months. And if people are taking right. that bet, more power to him. I got good luck to you. Yeah, right. the class is gonna be a great race. Yeah, I I, I really like Ushba Tesoro and Archangelo. Those would be my top two, uh, for sure, in my opinion. Uh, uh, Pete, you want to? You want to? I don't. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll stick one more, Tight one or two, a, a couple more minutes. We got two, yeah. two left. We got two left. But again, I got to put the little man. Make sure he goes to bed upstairs. Right, yeah, we, the we wife's out. Sure. The wife's out of town for business. So oh. I'm in charge. Oh, he's I'm in upstairs. charge of bedtime doing tonight. How, yeah. God knows what right now. Who knows? Yeah, what he, he, no, he's he's a kid. He's sitting on his phone. He not. They he's don't a middle do school boy by himself, and mom is not home. Yeah. That is bad. That could be a lot of things. He's not old enough. He's not old enough to be doing dirty stuff yet. Yeah. He's he's not he's not he's not old enough to start doing the dirty stuff. So he's just sitting oh, on his phone buying. Was, oh, I'm, I would. I mean, they, <laughs> I'm sure he's probably doing his, his science homework upstairs. Or something. He, he's he's playing brawl stars is what he's yeah. doing. That's what he <laughs> does. Oh, there we go. Speaking of a brawl, this is gonna be a brawl, guys. Turf sprint. It's only five furlongs. Uh, no balls is in here. All right, the famous gelding. No balls. No balls. Uh, Euros here. I don't think will be much of a factor. Uh, unless you consider I could live in the dream when really fast early. Um, I guess the big question here, Kyle, let you go first. What do you do with Caravel here? I mean, get Caravel getting back to the ground that she loves, which is the firm ground. I think five furlongs for Caravel only helps her. Honestly, I think the shorter ground, there is obviously a lot of speed in this race as we would all assume the turf spin would, but, I think the distance, the surface, I think everything hits Caraval between the eyes. And if she's good enough and she shows as much fight as she has previously, I, I think she could win enough. I think she could go back to back at a, at probably uh, 16th, uh, 16th of the price that she was the first time she won it last year. Hmm. Now I got a question for you. Who gets the lead in this race? Is it living the dream? Um, well, living the dream proved that, uh, is it he or she? I don't want to have to drink. Living Dream is a is a boy. I'm See. pretty sure. Yep. Well, he ran what? 
20.97 for the opening quarter at Keeneland. Yeah. Granted, granted, they were a little downwind, but I mean, that's just that's yeah. insane. Crazy. Um, yeah. There's, I'll tell you what, Noah, there's one horse on the West Coast out there that I'm also very interested in. I think he could run a big one off the pace, too. Is that the winner? That's the winner, Kyle. If That's what I like to hear, one. Yeah. We, hopefully we're thinking Notorious? Yeah. I'm all closers here, Kyle. We're going Notorious over Arzak over Big Invasion. Those three. <laughs> let's just go all close. Let's get a, Let's get like a 20 and, and then, you know, 20 Big Invasion. Big Invasion is another one that likes firm ground like this. And the five furlongs, I think that's another one that. And some pace. Really which well. what we need. We need some yep. pace. Uh, Jasper Crone, by the way, is very fast also early. <clears throat> Guys, here's my opinion in general right now, depending on post position's huge. It's going to be yeah. hard to win from the 12 hole in this race. I think a Clement will win this race, but not necessarily the horse you think. Roses for Deborah, guys, is a very talented filly, and she did not like that. that remember that Parks was ridiculous yep. that day? Toss that race out completely. Don't sleep on Roses for Deborah, especially if she gets a good post. She is very good. Maybe just as good as Big Invasion going five. I just, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see where that horse goes. Let's just give a quick look at the odds, and we'll go to the last race, guys, uh, for the turf sprint again. I'm sorry that these are not in the order. There we go. Here are the odds. Anyone want to comment anything they see here on the screen or move on? I'm literally like dream odds, being. Right? I feel Princess <laughs> is out. By the way, not in this race. Go ahead, Kyle. Caravelle at 12 and living the dream at nine to two seems <laughs> insane to me. But again, I get it. I, there's just a lot of speed. Motorist at eight to one. That's see, that's a good price right there. That's a good price. I hope Shaquille O'Neal's lost some weight because I don't <laughs> I don't understand how Shaquille oh oh it's just a no O'Neal, just Shaquille. Shaq versus Biggie Smalls. That, that's a good one right there. That's a good race. Let's go to the last race, guys. Uh, this is uh, a, a huge race because it's going to end like everything. It's going to end the BCBC yep. betting contest and pick sixes and everything. And it's the Breeders' Cup dirt sprint this year. Bring it on screen right now. You have Jasper Crone, first preference of the turf. Everything else, second preference. Not a huge field here. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, I believe I see. Um, I'm not going to say disappoint. There's some nice horses in here. Pete, I'll let you close it out. Is it as simple as Elite Power champion uh, once again? Well, you know, I love Elite Power. It's one of my horses. I love the exact to hear. Elite Power, Speedboat Beach, lock it up, toss everybody else. Kyle? I I think I think Speedboat Beach is going to take a lot of uh, like buzz. I think it's for good reason. He is fast and if there's one horse that's going to beat out everyone else for the lead and granted you know gunite's fast and um all these other horses have speed but speedboat beach is like another level of fast and going back to six furlongs i think he could be very tough especially if he gets the lead by himself somehow once again pete kevin very astute of course we all know kevin we, we know yes very smart or maybe it's nrdw the smart one kyle nrdw yeah. we know that for sure. Um, is it those two, Noah? And that's, uh, I, I think hmm, the, the pace is going to be, it's always fast. I don't know if it's going to be like blazing, blazing. I don't really, if there's anyone that could, unless Jasper Crone just goes nuts. I don't really know if there's anyone that could really go with Speedball Beach in the first, let's say, quarter mile. Or maybe the first 10, 15 seconds, let's say. Yeah, Speedball Beach is, you know, super fast. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see post draw where some of these horses end up being. Yes. Um, yep. Just because this is, you know, not this is probably the smallest field that we've seen over the 14 races that we've covered. Um, you know, you, you guys like to do, a, I don't really have a strong opinion, um, but, you know, when you guys talk about the Derby, you like to talk about, you know, who, like you like to do the the fun little bets, like, you know, who finishes last, who has the yeah. lead, whatever, whatever. Um, I have a bold uh, prediction that the chosen Braun will finish last in this race. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Is there an actual paramutual wager that we can do with that or no? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> do a side bet, a little gambling bet. Um, this is Kyle. I'm going to let you have the last word here for this race, and then we'll, we'll end the show. And Pete, thanks for toughing it through. We, we, all, everyone, for, I mean, because we all want the winning picks, of course, a week and a half out before. Uh, <laughs> yep. You and I are playing in the BCBC. I know you're going to be right there involved, you know, just involved, you know, socially with everyone. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people are going to be dub- playing a double with Elite Power. Uh, how, what odds do you think Elite Power is going to be? There could be straight exactas, elite power, but people of each, like Pete said. There's a lot of interesting plays that could happen here from a purely contest perspective. Well, absolutely. And especially if you're playing, um, we saw it last year. I mean, obviously, Drew with that massive bet on Flightline, but um, I had, had to have some fortune behind him as um, if Olympiad didn't get up over Taba, that would have been um, a disaster for the win on the front end. So, it's it's always you always have these bets whether it's doubles into or um, anything like that. There's just always so many ways that uh, players can go, and I think exactus could be big here. I think either whether they're doing um, elite power over like speedboat beach or they're doing something along the lines of um, maybe like speedboat beach over gunite or elite power or something like that to kind of get a little bit more value ingested into that. I think could be. The play but i think a lot of it i think you're right howard or we could see it again with full uh full bet on a eight to five elite power in this race could be uh speedboat beach just worked at baffert works fast we all know that 111 and change yeah. speedboat beach uh in the last work let's end the show with the wonderful matt miller because we got a great show uh noah we'll let you top this once you read this at the bottom we've got a great bcbc contest preview show sunday night at 7.30 Eastern right here on the channel. Why don't you read the comment from Matt Miller and uh, then we'll uh, go ahead on the show, Noah. Yeah, so the uh, BCBC Big Guns Matt Miller himself says that this won't be a typical uh, contest ending. Um, the double pool won't be able to withstand the kind of bets that players will want to make and that is because the Classic is earlier. Um, so you got two races after the Classic this year. Yeah, uh, and, and Matt, of course, uh, we all hope to be betting that last race guys it's been a real pleasure thanks uh to kyle and uh, pete again thanks for sticking out your sickness get better both of you guys kyle quickly promote the tomorrow night show on thursday uh, uh october 26th we give the date because people might be watching this way no. after uh, yeah october 26th um at 9 p.m eastern so a little bit later than these shows are but betting and boozing with myself Noah on the bottom left. I can never understand my directions. And uh, Patrick and Charlie will all be covering Keeneland closing day on Saturday, um, the 28th. And there's many stakes races. There's a lot of actually very good races and still some very good horses, even though a lot of them are preparing for the Breeders' Cup. There's still some very good racing this Saturday. So anyone that's in here, please come join us tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern 
um, to watch the late pick five at Keeneland with the Ben and Boozing guys. Beautiful. Go to our channel, check out all of our shows. We really appreciate everyone watching our pre-entry show tonight. For my co-host tonight, Kyle Roscoe, Noah Maher, and Pete Visco on the diagonal angle. <laughs> right there, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz. Guys, we've made 300 official episodes. Thank you all of you out there for helping us get there. We couldn't do it without you. Please check out the rest of our shows. And as we all like to say, crush your bets at the Breeders' Cup this year. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country.